everyone, welcome to the Brand Up Podcast, the place for founders with a million ideas, neurodivergent minds, and growing brands. If you sometimes find traditional marketing advice trickier to follow than you'd like, friend, you're not alone. I've lost count of the neurodivergent founders I've worked with who find traditional marketing advice difficult to follow, exhausting to execute, and frankly, disappointing in its results. On this podcast, you will learn about marketing that works for all kinds of brains. You'll hear conversations with experts who found their way to success, both online and in the real world. Whether I'm interviewing a guest or sharing the occasional solo episode, my promise is that we'll share useful information about how to market your business with more ease and better results, especially if, like me, you're neurodivergent. Two last things before we get started with today's episode. First, I joyfully live in a house with a considerable number of Devon Rex cats, five to be precise. They are a chatty bunch and they really don't like it when I close my office door. So if you hear them crying, fear not. I promise they get all the cuddles in the world once this recording is over. And two, I am prone to dropping the occasional sweary word. And I invite my guests not to censor themselves either when they join me on the podcast. So if you have sensitive ears around, pop some headphones in and you'll be all set. Let's get to today's episode. My guest today is an absolute delight. Sarah Sproul is an occupational therapist by training who uses her master's in sexuality to help adults, caring adults, have more comfortable conversations with the children in their care about sexuality, sex, bodies, puberty, and anything and everything that can surround that. Sarah is at a pivotal time in her business, and she tells us in this episode about how the work that we did together a few years ago on her brand and its voice is helping her come into this next iteration of her work. It's a beautiful conversation with someone who is a very, very dear friend of mine and probably the most intimate feeling conversation that I've shared so far. I'm delighted to introduce you to Sarah. If you don't know her work yet, please do follow her. I'll give all the contact information in the show notes and hmm, prepare to snuggle up to this conversation between two people who are dear friends and also keen supporters of one another's work. I'm especially delighted to have you here, Sarah, because you and I know each other very well beyond the realms of business, and that friendship has blossomed over the years through business. And as I've spoken about my ADHD, you've been an absolutely pivotal figure in encouraging me to find out about my ADHD and supporting my kids in theirs, and it's just been really beautiful. So for you as you're listening, you are welcome. You're so welcome in sharing this conversation between two people who are very dear friends because we're not only friends. Sarah and I have at various times been each other's clients and Sarah was actually client number one. She was the, the spark that lit the fire for the loud and clear group 
brand voice and messaging development program. It was through our work together that you said to me, Sarah, at one point, Anne, I need you to help me with my words. Do you remember Mm -hmm. what was happening at that time in your business that you wanted that help with your words? Yes. First of all, one of the things I remember really clearly is when you and I would talk to each other about various things related to words, you would be able to, I would say, I'm trying to write an email and it just sounds like I'm Amazon or it sounds like I'm the dentist down the road. And I couldn't, I couldn't work out why when I would write an email to my list, it just, it didn't feel good. It felt ick to me. I would write it and go, okay, well, I've said what I wanted to say, but it just didn't feel authentic, right? The other thing was, I remember every time I would sit down to write something, whether it was Instagram post or an email or something related to any program I would run or a private client I was having, I was having to start from scratch. So I have ADHD and I'm also autistic. And so I would sit down and there would be this blank Google doc and it would take me forever. All my energy was being sucked out by this having to sit down and write every time I would have to write. And I just felt like I'd felt broken basically because it didn't seem like everyone else's writing was as hard as writing was for me. And because we were in an accountability group together, you would come in and you would easily be able to say, oh, well, the way you could say this is, it looked like you didn't even have to think about it. It naturally just flowed out of your mouth. And the words you would give as gifts to those of us in that accountability group, they just felt so right that I wanted more of it. You know, I wanted to be able to have you in my business all the time. That's why I kept telling you, come on, Anne, come on, Anne, I need your help, I need your help. And I'm so grateful that I had it all the way back when, what was that, two years ago? It could have been- Three years ago. Right, because I've had all that time now. Once I've done that like brand voice work with you, I've had all that time for that brand voice work to sort of seep into everything. And so I think about it now and go like, oh, thank, thank goodness. It was an option for me to do at that stage because if I didn't have it, I can see so many things that wouldn't have grown and evolved to the juicy excitement that they are now. And I wouldn't have had the same access to energy to build and put out new products because I would have been beavering away at these most basic, simple communication difficulties that I was having. Words are important in all brands, but there is an increased importance, I think, in the work that you do because of the nature of your work. Can you talk a little bit about why it was important to you to get the wording right? I don't like using the words right and wrong, but to get wording that really felt authentic and true. Why did it matter so very much? Because you're not selling sunglass cases, which is what I'm waving around in my hand here. It's just a black case that my giant glasses go into. That's not your business. Can you talk a little bit about why words are absolutely critical in the work that you do? And therefore the way that you talked about your work was so, and remains so important. Mm. I'm an occupational therapist that has a master's in sexuality studies, and I support families to have conversations about sensitive things related to sex and bodies and babies and genitals and puberty and that whole section of being human that for a lot of us, the culture that surrounded us as we were growing up didn't give us the skills to be able to sort of accept that part of who we are. There was a lot of silence. There would have been a lot of shame. In my work, the priority for me was communicating or demonstrating acceptance and kindness and softness. So I didn't want to sort of communicate this idea that 
you have to do this for your kids because if you don't do it, you're letting them down. But I did want to sort of say these things are really important. It's not your fault that you can't do them. Um, you haven't been shown how. Culture doesn't support us to do these things. The families around you might shame you if you do talk openly with your kids. And so it's important to find a gentle, safe, supportive space to encourage each tiny step you take to give your kids what you didn't have growing up. Because when I was at school, we were taught to, you know, do that really write a sentence correctly, do the correct punctuation, make sure your spelling is right, do an introductory sentence, make your points, do a closing sentence. And then in college and in my master's, it was all about academic writing. And that just wasn't, it just wasn't a way to build connection with the people who needed me. For me, I guess the sort of person I am, I wanted to demonstrate I am a safe place. I am a warm hearted, accepting person. There's no shame here. You're accepted for exactly who you are, whether that's to do with neurodivergence or a history of sexual abuse or whatever it is. To me, it felt like if brand language and brand voice is important anywhere, it's important in my space. I'm not selling widgets. I'm offering acceptance and care, a sort of a shared strength to allow the clients that I work with to gently, but with purpose and with conviction, turn and face patterns of silence and not speaking up and change those over time to build authentic, happy, respectful, consensual relationships as they grow. And the importance of it, I get the hair standing up on my arms, you know, because it's like, oh, it's such the effort to focus on these things produces generational shifts in families, yeah. which can stop patterns that keep children small or keep adults small in their relational life. So oh, brand voice is super important everywhere, but I'm just like, it sort of forms everything in my work, everything. I also have the hair standing on end and even more so because knowing you for four years and having you work with me as a client for two years almost, we worked together. The Loud and Clear program is, is three months and then there's an opportunity to keep working together for six months after that for a total of nine months. And then we can keep going, which you and I do because we're in this accountability group together. Before we started working together, when you were in this space of wanting so very much to reach the right people with the message that felt true and aligned with the values that you were bringing into your brand. I'd like you to share how much time did you spend lying awake at night thinking, I really must work on my brand voice and I must be intentional about my brand? <laughs> no, no time because I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I hadn't had the fortunate experience of being with you in a group, I wouldn't have known Anne and I wouldn't have known what was wrong and why there was such a sense of disquiet in the communication I was putting out there because it's that thing of you don't know what you don't know, right? Like I knew something wasn't right because it didn't feel aligned. Like I didn't feel like I was being myself, like mm. I was communicating the right things, but I didn't know why and I didn't know what I needed to fix that and I didn't understand at all what the problem was. I had no concept of it. So it was just like this foreign alien idea. 
I remember you having conversations with us in our, we're referring to an, an accountability group, which we are part of as a result of having taken a course together and that we chose the six of us to continue this accountability group. And we're into our fifth year, which if you're listening and you don't have an accountability group and you are registered in a course that offers that, it's a beautiful thing. And if you're in any kind of a program or a community that doesn't offer that, it's a brilliant thing to to ask if anyone else in the group would be willing to have an accountability group and to, we meet by Facebook Messenger mm -hmm. once a week for an hour and we divvy up the call in set amounts of time according to the number of people. And sometimes we bring an ask, sometimes we want to share, sometimes we have nothing to say <laughs> and some people need more support than others. So it's a very beautiful, organic group that has grown and shifted in its membership. You know, people have come mm -hmm. and gone. As you said, Sarah, we don't know what we don't know. And because entrepreneurs of all stripes start a business because they see a need or because they have a need or because they have experience or they don't want to work somewhere like they were working before or they've burned out or whatever, whatever the circumstances are of that entrepreneurship. Generally speaking, I would say no time is spent thinking about the very little time will be spent thinking about the language beyond I've got to create some content. Maybe at a later stage, there'll be, I should really think about my messaging around this launch or around this product. But very seldom do I see entrepreneurs from the off doing the research required amongst their community, amongst their audience or the people they want to serve, figuring out consciously, intentionally what their values are. And then deciding with a clear vision and mission in, in place, what it is, the place that they want to occupy, and then how they want to talk about both their work and situations in the world. Like you are talking about situations in, in families, and those may be all sorts of families, right? Any, any kind of family that anyone can possibly imagine, those are the families that you help, all the families that have humans in them. It's a shame because it's a limiting factor because, as you were saying, the sense of you know sitting at your computer with a blank Google Doc dreading writing another email, feeling like you were being super salesy and not in integrity with the way that you are in your work, it's exhausting. It's an incredible waste of energy and resources. Another client of mine, Sarah Kedge, who is a guest that I've also interviewed and you'll be hearing her episode in the next couple of months. She talks about energy biscuits and it just burns through those energy biscuits to have that blank Google doc and feel the dread and not know what to say and start from scratch and, and have that sense of, you mentioned academia, you know, that formatting of corporate life and academia and high school, primary school, et cetera, there is a right and there is a wrong. If you get nothing else from this conversation, there is no right or wrong. There is true for your brand and for the way that you do the work that you show up to do, but there is no absolute right or wrong. When you and I had a conversation early on and I said, imagine that you couldn't get this wrong, that created something for you that allowed you to then be a bit more relaxed and a bit more playful. Can you talk a little bit about what it was that made that possible? Like in retrospect, I think my undiagnosed neurodivergence, I'd spent all my life trying to fit into what was expected of me, not knowing that I wasn't like that, right? So whether that's ADHD or autism. And I think when you said you can't get it wrong, those parts of me that had been striving to fit in and do it right for pretty much the whole of my life, probably since I started school, sat up and took notice and went, hang on, what? <laughs> what did she just say? It was so fundamentally shifting that, I mean, I'm just trying to remember back now how that felt because at that time, 
when you said that, I think I'd been doing, you know, the courses you do, like I'd bought this program of 30 topics of social media posts to write um, over the next month and I'd been part of that and then I'd, you know, I'd got my logo and I'd had my my brand photography and it was very much like I have to tick the box, I've had to tick the box and and then this sort of sense of you don't have to do it wrong allowed me to come to my writing and just be more authentic and that meant that it was less effortful because in neurodivergent communities we talk a lot about masking and how like we put on a mask to be acceptable to others usually means hiding our neurodivergent qualities but this idea of not having to get it right felt to me like I could take off my mask and write as I am or from the passion I have for my work and so even though other therapists who work in sexuality did did it their way I didn't have to do it that way too I could find the way that worked best for me given my unique qualities And, you know, we talk a lot about neurodivergence. It wasn't just that. It was like the fact that I'm an Australian occupational therapist living in Ireland. I'm married to an Irish Catholic person. My family were missionaries and so problematic. But anyway, that I have that in my past. So all those things were allowed to be because I didn't have to do it right. There was no, there was no right. So that sense of freedom, it's, it's interesting because Part of what I got from working with you was this brand voice guide. And when I think about a brand voice guide, I think about something, a guide. So it's boundaried. It has particular recommendations. There's there's tracks to follow. But it's that old adage of when something becomes boundaried, there's freedom. And so borrowing, you know, the idea of consent that I talk about so much related to sexuality and autonomy and raising kids to sort of be able to speak up for their own needs. The brand voice guide that I created with your support allows me to be free in the way I come into the world in any of my communication um, because I've done the work in the past to know what my business is, who I am related to my business and the particular core messages I want to communicate. Without that, every time I sat in a radio, in a radio studio or, or any other media that I did, I would be constantly having to reinvent my wheels. And so the amount of effort that would be going on in the back of my mind to answer just a, such a simple question, particularly if it was live media, it was a lot. But with this well thought out and intuitive work that is recorded so that I can constantly go back to it. It's written and it's a physical thing. There is freedom and there is joy and there is more spaciousness and more energy for other things. So instead of having to spend my energy recreating, I can look to the future and go, okay, well, what do I want my business to look like now. I can even go so far as look at my brand voice guide and and look at the values of my work and go, okay, well, this product that lots of other people are creating in my space, does that fit with how my business shows up in the world? And so the sense of freedom, I don't know if if you're getting that from my my voice, but as as I'm sitting here, my whole body feels like, oh, Mm. such a relief to be held by your own choices and your own Mm. direction, right? Like past Mm. Sarah has done Mm -hmm. the work of making decisions that were not easy. Let's be clear, doing this work that I guide people through is not easy. I'm working 
with a client in my first in-person client in such a long time. And it's such a delight. And in every session, we get to a stage where she says, we're getting to that point where I hate you. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. want to do the things that you're asking me to do. This is so difficult. And mm -hmm. like you and me, she is a neurodivergent, brilliantly creative being who sees all of the exquisite complexity of the project that she's creating. It's something that's never been created before in the canton of Geneva where we live, which is like a province or a, a, a county. And it's challenging to take that incredible, beautiful, complex, arborescent thinking and draw it into a structure that makes it possible for other people to understand. Because when we start businesses, we start them to make money. And whether what we start is a social enterprise to then take that money and fund charitable activities, or a business that is one that is a for-profit business, or we're registered as independent people, whatever. If it's not profitable, it's something that keeps us busy, but doesn't have a financial benefit to us or to the people that we want to benefit if it's a social enterprise. The only way for people to find you, us, is for us to get our words right for them to hear them. So that it reminds me of, and in the, in the context of your work, the book, How to, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. I haven't read it. It's one of the myriad books that I have on my bookshelf that I have not read. Unfortunately, none of this stuff comes into my brain via osmosis. I've tried so many times. <laughs> but that idea of when you have the right language, there is an ease about you. There is a, a clarity in your own head. It's quieter in your head is what I've heard you say many times. There isn't all of the second guessing and the agony of, I should be doing it this way. That person's doing it that way. I can't possibly say this. This will upset people. As a neurodivergent person who has had to mask your whole life and same here, same here, same here, mm -hmm. it is deep programming for safety. And so, of course, every client who comes to work with me has the same programming because I would say pretty much every client I've ever worked with has some form of neurodivergence diagnosed or not, usually not diagnosed. And, and it is a, a coming together of similarly mapped minds that makes it easy for me to understand and to identify the gold. And maybe as you've said to me, even in preparation for this interview, that there is a sense of safety. So you've got the structure that the brand voice guide, that pure distillation of all of the detail and complexity that you know, the distillation that makes your work understandable to the people who need it and that mm -hmm. tells them how they can work with you. That gives you that freedom, but there's also that safety that you needed, as you said, to be held. You're held now by the work that you did before, by your guide, by the structure, but you also needed the safety of it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. We need nothing. What if you couldn't get it wrong? Yeah. And I think, you know, looking back now, there were courses that I did in the past, not necessarily related to brand voice, but just, mm -hmm. you know, there are all those courses we do as we're starting our business that yep. I beat myself up about because I didn't get through the whole lot or I wasn't able to, like, I didn't either understand it or pe other people seemed to be going way faster than I was. And there was that sense of, oh, I'm not good enough. What I realize in comparison to the experience of working with you is that for some of us, and I would be one of them, I need that gentleness because 
either because of my neurodivergence or because of my history of trauma, I will default to I'm not working hard enough or I'm not intelligent enough and that's why this isn't working for me. When the reality of it is most business trainings, um, most business support is not trauma-informed and is not designed for neurodivergent people. And therefore, it's not our fault that it doesn't work for us. It's that it's just not systematized in the right way for our brains or our history. And that was not the experience I had when I was working through your program. That was that real sense of, well, just because of the nature of brand voice, you know, we need to show up. I needed to show up as I am to get clear on, okay, so here's my business. Here's me. Where do those two things come together and how is that intersection communicated? Oh, hello. I have an invitation for you. Do you ever feel like you're always starting from scratch when you create marketing content or hired a freelancer who did an okay job, but somehow their words just didn't sound like you? Maybe you have team members waiting for you to approve marketing content so you can get the word out about your amazing offer. Oh, I feel you. It's hard. And I have good news. What if you could curate everything you know about your brand into a comprehensive collection and have it handy by your side every time you wanted to communicate? Or better still, hand it over to your team, brain transplant style, so you'd be sure that they'd get the voice just right. You can. Helping you do that is my superpower, which is handy because I'm currently taking applications for Loud and Clear. It's the small group program that I created to help entrepreneurs like you sort through all that muddled spaghetti of stuff that you know about your brand. We start early in 2024. Want to come along for the ride? Over three months, we'll create a resource that saves you time, effort, energy, and money. Best of all, it gets your work known without you ever having to start from scratch or be the bottleneck for your team. If you're ready to focus on what you do best instead of all the marketing, then Loud and Clear might be for you. If you know that you need to do this work, but group programs aren't really your jam, I also work one-to-one. The link to contact me about this is in the show notes. Or you can get in touch with me on socials at Andy Ferguson. Whether you are interested in the Loud and Clear group program, or if you think you'd like us to rock it ahead, the two of us together. Either way, sharing what's in your head helps your brand grow. Let's get back to the episode. Because it's very personal and because of the person you are, the holding, the holding and the care was really just so clear. There's a lot of healing in having an experience like that, actually, because what I've just said there and described my experiences in the past from other programs, I wouldn't have been able to articulate that. I had an experience that was other than that. Learning my brand voice, it's not an experience that is therapy. There were therapeutic benefits of it because of the safety and the care and the attention to authenticity. And you know, anyone who knows me knows that authenticity is a big deal for me. I am not interested in um, having to pretend to be someone I'm not, either in my, like my everyday relationships 
or in in my work. So it felt like a coming together and just sort of a place where I could rest and go, oh, yes. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, let's do this. And do it you have as your business has evolved. I'd like to touch on that evolution of your business because you mentioned it just before we started recording today that there's something quite exciting happening at the moment. But before we do, one of the thing that, things that has been beautiful, because I do have such a, a behind the scenes knowledge of your business, but it isn't just your business. No matter who I work with, I get this behind the scenes knowledge quickly. And I think that's one of my strengths. But because I have this behind the scenes knowledge of your business, what has been extraordinary is to see the transformation from overwhelmed, frustrated. We all have calls where we're crying. <laughs> and I remember seeing you just the frustration being so palpable that you had this work that you knew you could help more families. You see all of the news stories in Ireland, in England, in other places that are you know very close to you and you know that you can have an impact. And yet there was this invisible wall between all of your knowing, all of your education, your gentleness, your kindness, your holding, your intention, and the outside world because of all of the, you just have to, you must, you need to, you should. And since doing the brand voice work in the Loud and Clear program, and also lots of other personal work, so I don't, I, I don't lay claim to it's a big drop in a much in an ocean, but it's been really extraordinary to watch you go from that exasperation of frustration to you were regularly interviewed on the radio in Ireland. You were asked recently at time of recording earlier this year, you were asked in the spring, I think, to come and participate in a panel at a super beautiful, glam, high-end event. And it's been really amazing to see you go from that frustration to this really calm. And even for you who are listening, as you hear Sarah's voice, I'm struck by just how much she is clear and measured and strong in what she says. And that is an evolution mm. that has happened over the last few years. So what's that been like for you? As you were saying earlier, that if you were on live media, on TV here on the radio, that you had this like cacophony of second guessing and how should I speak and what should I say? And the other person said this and what are they going to think? And to hear you now, you have such a level of assurance and you are so reassuring in that assurance and comforting that watching you on the media is just like, I feel calmer watching you have have conversations on on the media, even if I'm not, you know, necessarily involved in what it is that you're talking about. What's that been like for you? Yeah, it's interesting hearing you ask that question because where my mind goes is the values work that we did together for my brand. So when you ask me what is it like to be able to show up like that? The only word I can come up with is reassured. Like I feel reassured. And the reason why that's possible is because I know that the foundational level values of my brand, and these aren't the exact words, are things like safety, comfort, you know, sort of reassurance, all those very warm, gentle values, right? Whereas there are some other people who work in my space that it's much more about culture change and being sort of like dynamic and specific about the things that need to change and loud and demanding for healing, those sort of things. So those two different groups of words, they're so different, aren't they? And so when I come into any live media or any media really now, 
it's just with that knowing at the back of my head, instead of the cacophony, like you said, it's the knowing. I am here to make sure that the people who are listening do not feel shamed, that they feel reassured that what they have been able to do up this up to this point in their parenting makes absolute sense given the way they were brought up. It's not their fault that that's happened. And also it is their responsibility to find the help they need to start making changes. It's just so clear to me. It's so clear. That is so clear. It's like I live it, I sleep it, I dream it. I eat it. There's not even any thinking that's needed. You can feel that. As you're in this current phase of your work, because you have a course that I have known about since before it was born, I was, you know, around watching Mm -hmm. you. You had a trip to Melbourne, I think, during the pandemic, and you were on a 10-day quarantine and putting up post-it notes and creating the structure of your Evolve School, which I decided to join on the last round because I have two teens and I'm probably the inverse of kids tell me I'm the inverse of most parents because Often it's the kids who embarrass the parents with the questions. And in our house, it's mom embarrassing the kids with information I'm sharing. So I'm noticing that while when the girls were younger, I thought that was something to be super proud of, that I was sharing all this information and I had, you know, there's nothing you can't say to me. There's nothing you that'll shock me. I'm realizing actually maybe that wasn't what they needed. Maybe they didn't need all that information as soon as they had it. And so to come into the Evolve School as a client and a parent and to receive the care and the intention and the safety and the holding and the understanding and the non-judgment through the language in every minute detail, the way that you call everyone in your programs wonderfuls. Every time I read something from you and it says, hello, wonderfuls, I go, there's a little part of me that goes, really? Because in my heart of mother's hearts, I often see the things that I wish I had done differently or that I feel perhaps I have gotten wrong, less than the things that I maybe feel proud of. And that's a a character particularity that certainly I have and and I may not be the only one to have. So to, to be able to receive those carefully chosen words and to benefit from the safety that you create is such a beautiful full circle experience for me because I know that it was challenging for you to find those words. And I also see how incredibly relaxed you are when you don't even realize you're using the words. And I'll often say, gosh, I'd love it that you said this. And you say, it's really interesting you say that because (laughs) I didn't even realize. As you look at slightly, well, at at the current evolution of your business, you said just before we came on this recording, you said something about the brand voice guide and what that was going to make possible as you evolve your business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. So up until this point in my work, it's really been about education. So education for children at school, education for parents about how they speak in their families or in their wider communities, problem solving for parents who come in and maybe book a one-to-one session for me related to something that's happened. They discovered, uh, well, they've got got a six-year-old who humps the couch or a 14-year-old who has loads of porn on their phone. So it's been very much either education products or crisis manager or problem solving. And this is a great joy for me because what I'm realizing is where I want to go because I love that work and it feeds me is to be more of offer a a therapy service, which is more of that traditional therapy of 
weekly or fortnightly appointments to get clear on the big picture of why parenting specifically, but any relationship really, why there is complexity. So in parenting, one of the typical things would be why why am I shouting so much? I don't want to have to shout at my kid. Why is this happening? Or um, why am I at loggerheads with uh, my 10-year-old who wants to walk to the shop on their own and I don't feel like that's safe? Or what about my daughter who now wants to wear a belly top and it just feels completely wrong to me and there's conflict here? Or what about I'm parenting with my my spouse and they have completely different values around teen relationships, for example. Um, so it's rather than looking at that simply as a problem to be solved, as a one-off, how could it be possible to enter into a relationship with a therapist who, who can support the unpacking of that and look to develop self-awareness that is going to hold my clients throughout their lives as they're growing with their kids? And that feels really exciting for me. And so the way the brand voice guide is going to be able to support that is while the language has been that I've recorded there is very much about education and learning new skills, the values that underpin that and the values that underpin this new work that I want to do, they're the same. And so rather than having to go back to the drawing board, I can simply look at the structures and work out, okay, so how does this language with these values that remain the same um, need to be tweaked or altered slightly to focus more on a service that I'm offering, which is much more about deep, intimate relationship with me that is healing in the long term mm -hmm. rather than a supportive, respectful, safe environment where we can solve a problem and then off you go. So I'm really excited about that, Anne, because in the past, making changes in my business and the focus or in the products would have been quite a monumental thing. But it doesn't feel like that now because I can acknowledge and I have a record of all the work I've done that I can bring along with me. Mm. And I think just going back to the neurodivergence part of this for a moment, being ADHD means that oftentimes it's very easy to forget what I've done in the past. And so therefore, oftentimes I'll recreate things. Mm -hmm. But the Brand Voice Guide being a physical entity that lives in my Google Drive means that I'm reminded that it's there all the time. And it's a snapshot of all the work I've done, which doesn't need to be recreated. So what it allows for is it's like a foundation or a, I don't have to go back to ground level for this new way of working I have the support of all this language work that I've done now that I can springboard off from again and that feels empowering and um, exciting and really nurturing for myself very very nurturing and kind to myself which is like mm, delicious I love it and I'm excited to see what this evolution looks like and I'm mindful mm. of your time. I have one final question which is if someone is listening and is feeling the way you used to be feeling or is in a pivot moment of their business or finding that oh, it's just hard to get the words out because there's a sort of a log jam at their fingertips or in their mouth, what would you say to them about potentially working with me in, either inside the Loud and Clear group program or one-to-one? 
When you're feeling stuck, this is my therapist part of me talking now. What I know from experience now and what I see in my clients is that if something is difficult or feels impossible, it simply means there isn't enough safety, enough support for you. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And so how could it be possible to reach out for help with this stuckness that you have rather than sitting at the desk day after day sort of beating yourself up for not being good enough. Certainly for me with my language and my communication, the safety that I felt in the process of working with Anne and I'm speaking to the like I I, I can hear myself. I'm imagining the people who are listening to this Anne. So I'm not really speaking to you at this point. The safety that I felt working with Anne in this particular part of business building was it gave me more than just the brand voice guide. It helped me see that there are good people out there who offer a service that is important that can deliver it in a way that is gentle and kind and compassionate without compromising the intelligence and the wisdom. I really felt that when I was working in Anne's programs. And I suppose final thing I would say is how is it possible to give yourself this gift? You know, because I think business building, sometimes we have in our mind that it has to be hard and it has to be like we have to graft and we have to strive and, and we have to get up early and do our meditation and write our journal and then hit the desk and do the things. But how could it be possible to now become aware that hmm, it actually doesn't have to be like this? There is a whole series of a whole alternative culture of people who do this in a caring way that means that the work you do and the work you produce feels deeply authentic. And Anne is definitely one of the people that work like that. So my encouragement to you really is to allow for the idea that things can be done in a different way. And if what you know I've been talking about today resonates with you, then it's well worth at least booking a call to to see how this would look in your world too. And I would wish anyone who is considering this great joy and I'm excited for the things to come. I loved hearing that as a as putting myself in the shoes of anyone who's listening. So oh thank you for mm. that, for that gift for every beautiful being who listens to us. Thank you also for the gift of your time and your wisdom and the embodiment of the confidence and the clarity that you demonstrate and you have found through the work that you did on your brand voice. Thank you. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Brand Up Podcast, the neurodivergent founders hub for all things brain, voice, and brand. If you'd like to learn more about what you heard today, head to the show notes for all the useful usual links. Most importantly, if you're ready for marketing to be easier and if you have a niggle that working on your brand voice strategy and messaging will help, psst, it really will. I'd love to talk to you about your brand. You can book a chat with me by reaching out on socials or through the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to follow the podcast and do leave us a review. That way more brilliant neurodivergent founders like you and me will find the podcast and get the support they need. Marketing can be easier, more effective, and more fun 
when you share what's in your brain so your brand can grow. Speak soon. Thank you.